There are three very important things that Jonathan Gannon must do in 2023. What are they? Let's discuss. You are Locked On Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Your team every day. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free wherever you find your podcast and on YouTube. This episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Off a couple days last week, back, this is a topic that I've wanted to talk about for a long time. And I didn't really figure out the actual timing of it until recently because now we're starting to see the ball rolling a little bit. Voluntary mini camps. He's in the building. And this is now Jonathan Gannon's team. You know, like during the hiring process, everything sounds political. You know, it's just like, well, we're going to go here and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. I love that he's a weirdo. And but when I say weirdo, I mean like eccentric. That's a good thing. That's something football needs more of. Not as militaristic from the head coach where you can actually like Mike McDaniel is a perfect example. And the fact that he's closer to Mike McDaniel personality wise, just being free and being himself save, you know, what what we were witnessing in the last four years with the last head coach, even though, again, very nice guy, just didn't have a whole lot of emotion. I think that's a beautiful thing. But now this is his team. It's time. The wheels are in motion. The, you know, the new car smell is gone. Now it's like, okay, let's roll. And when I'm, you know, I'm thinking about when to do this podcast and I'm going to do this, you know, before the season starts as well, as we get closer, but What are the three most important things that Jonathan Gannon needs to do in 2023 in an effort to position this team, not only for whatever success is measured by in 2013, if it's not win loss, which it shouldn't be, as I've talked about a lot and how you can have that be strengthening of the foundation for the future. So you're hoping, and somebody reached out to me on Twitter uh, and asked me, what are the chances that something to the effect, what are the chances that Jonathan, what did Jonathan Gannon need to do to not, to to make it to year two or make it to year three. These are things that are going to lay the foundation, lay down the bricks. I don't know, bricks aren't foundations for the future. And there are three just very important things that in this journey where the Cardinals don't know who they are yet. I talk about the tabula rasa clean slate a lot. It's a choose your own adventure. Whatever cliche you want to use, this is the beginning of what that adventure choosing is. What is Jonathan Gannon going to do in 2023 to position the Cardinals for future success? There are three attributes, actions, that Jonathan Gannon must take to position himself best, to position the Cardinals themselves best, to erase dysfunction, erase eroding infrastructure 
and just erase the stigma that's surrounding the Arizona Cardinals, who are one of the most losing franchises in NFL history and other football history. What are those three things? The first, while seemingly straightforward, is incredibly difficult. And that's why they're only, you know, that's why coaches get fired. That's why, you know, it's not just win-loss. There's so many things. Instilling dominance. And what I mean by dominance isn't militaristic. It's not, it's my way or the highway. It's nothing like that. I mean, there are some infusions into that because he's going to be the damn head coach. But I've talked a lot about how this is going to be kind of a cabinet situation with, a, with him being the president, where everybody's a first-timer pretty much, at least the OCDC and head coach are, GM. That doesn't mean they're not equipped for the job. But what Jonathan Gannon needs to do is lead this entity, lead this company. And what does that look like with him? What does it look like? It could be him joking with press with, with press people before games. It doesn't have to be, well, this is it and this is what we're going to do and this is how it's going to be and this is what it's going to be and go win games and whatever, we're going to win Super Bowls. It doesn't have to be like that. But there needs to be, without a shadow of a doubt, even before Kyler Murray comes back, that this is his team, it's run his way, and he will get the results that he wants or he'll find somebody else to play that position who will get him those results. One of the biggest issues with Cliff Kingsbury, and again, this isn't beating a dead horse. These are just things to kind of transition from where we've been. And Cliff had some great attributes, okay? He, again, put together a great movie trailer, but the movie wasn't so good. That was Cliff in a nutshell as head coach. One thing Cliff never really did was take this team by the cojones and say, you know what? This is my team. I am running this team. Nobody believed it. Nobody thought he had any pull. Nobody thought that, like, players, I'm sure, loved him. Players, player coaches don't win Super Bowls. Championships. Across the board. I mean, there are exceptions, obviously. Steve Kerr is kind of a little bit of both. Um, Andy Reid. But Andy Reid doesn't even talk to rookies, you know, uh, uh, reportedly. And Andy Reid's in a different portion of his of his coaching career. There are a lot more Bill Belichick's to win Super Bowls than not Bill Belichick's. A lot of Doc Rivers out there who never win anything. Instilling dominance in his way of just showing, you know what? This is my team. We're going to run it my way. I'm going to love you. I'm going to treat you like, you know, whatever, you know, I'm going to, but it's going to be my way. And I think that's the number one most important thing for Jonathan Gannon. And when I said it's very straightforward, but also kind of complex and difficult, that's why. Because he's taking players he's never coached before, aside from Kazir White. He's never been a head coach before. He's never called the shots. He's never had coordinators who are going to be looking to him for advice, whatever it may be. He's never schemed for opposition as a head coach. So one thing that he must do, because I implore people because I am, because there's really no other. This isn't like a let's wait and see how it goes. This is a you build your trust through Jonathan Gannon because he's 
hopefully going to be the head coach for the next decade. That's the goal. That's why any hire is made for long-term success from the coaching perspective, at least. So with that, his first real task to add strength to the foundation of a dysfunctional organization, perennial dysfunctional organization, lead the team in his way and position them for the greatest amount of success. While simple and kind of a broad statement, it's a must and it's the most important thing. There are two more that are honorable mentions for the most important thing that I'll discuss as we roll on here. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Please go like, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well as we roll on here on a Monday edition. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by FanDuel. Baseball season is in full swing. There's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsman. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to join today. You Like I've talked about um, same game parlays. They're great for baseball. Bet a little, five bucks, seven bucks, three bucks, one buck, whatever it is. Do over-unders, over-under Mookie Betts hits, anytime home run, first home run, you know, whatever it may be, can win a lot. Baseball is great for that, and you can do it at FanDuel. So don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. So this is kind of a no-man's-land time for the offseason we're not in list season yet we're getting close this season's always fun team most likely to team most likely to not team on the rise whatever it is it's always in the best interest and this is not a, a knock this is this is the frame it's always in the best interest of the writer of the article who makes the list to be able to get out of it in a way where it's like team most likely to team who has the potential to Team, team whose quarterback has the best potential to do this. It's all predicated upon whatever. But it's always fun to talk about because, you know, there are some very credibly talented writers out there across multiple different platforms who have their own slant on things, just like I have, you know, my thoughts on this podcast. So I'm excited for that, but we're not there yet. We're not training camp, you know, third week in July. So talking about big picture things, I think is important. So Jonathan Gannon, three most important things he needs to do in 2023 to not only position the Cardinals for immediate success, where you're taking away really the win-loss during this season with Kyler Murray uh, out for a handful of games, if not longer, but also kind of laying the groundwork for the future with a strong front. And the first one is got to be a leader. You've got to direct. You've got to lead. This is your team. And with coming from Cliff Kingsbury, where we didn't know whose team it was. We didn't know. That's got to be the case. Got to just trust that Jonathan Gannon is going to be the next head coach for the the next coach for the Cardinals for the last, next decade. Because thinking about it otherwise is like, you know, I I think it's more of a fool's errand that way because this is all of the information that we have currently as the, as I'm discussing it. The second thing that Jonathan Gannon must do in 2023. Find 
stars in the young players. And let me let me unpack because it's not a secret that the Cardinals are gonna be playing a lot of rookies. BJ Ojolari, Paris Johnson Jr., Garrett Williams, if he's healthy week one, you know, among myriad others. Control Clark, you know, there's gonna be a uh, John Gaines is potentially could start at center if the Cardinals don't hire uh, or don't hire. Jeez, what are we doing here? Don't sign a vet setter for a gap year guy. The goal for this segment of this podcast is to kind of reinforce my thoughts that the Cardinals need to find players this year on their roster that'll save them draft picks in 2024. That's the goal for this. Developing young players, kind of having... 2023 is going to be a big-time feel-out period for the roster itself. Who's going to stay? Who's going to leave? Who's going to play a prominent role next year? Things like that. This is a transitionary phase. But the Cardinals seemingly, on paper at least, had a fantastic draft, start to finish. Is Michael Wilson going to be a guy that you could look and say, you know what? Like, say Michael Wilson balls out this year. Like, you know what? The Cardinals have the first and third pick overall next year. Somebody offers you three first-round picks. You want to keep Kyler Murray for a first overall pick? Somebody offers you three first-round picks for number three because Marvin Harrison Jr. goes second. Or Marvin Harrison Jr. is there at three. And you get offered three first-round picks for him because he's a transcendent potential Calvin Johnson talent. If you have a guy, you got Hollywood Brown, you have Michael Wilson, doesn't necessarily mean that you have to draft a wide receiver there. I'm using it as an example. It's an outside shot, but something like that where they need to find, especially on defense, the stars. The stars who have the players who have star potential that could save the Cardinals' top draft picks next year, and they could allocate those resources elsewhere. And it's not just coaching. It's not just player development. It's personality. It's worth to the team in the locker room, on the field. It's work ethic. And the toughest part, the most abstract is superstar potential. How is that quantified? I have no idea. It's a feel thing. Coaches know more about their players than anybody else. So that's the second biggest task for Jonathan Gannon. It's not to force anything. Because, you know, the, the draft and draft picks, it's not an exact science. But the players who the Cardinals drafted check the boxes. And that's all you can ask before drafting them. Some of it's feel, some of it's instinct. You know, obviously GMs, some are better than others, obviously. But you have Paris Johnson Jr. Probably going to play left guard to start the year unless they want to play him at right tackle depending on if they want to start Kelvin Beecham or not. You've got B.J. Ojolari wearing number 18. If you don't know what number 18 means at LSU, I have Caroline Fenton from Locked on LSU join me after the draft. He's at number 18 is given to the everything guy. On the field, off the field. Jack of all trades, master of some. But a guy that players should replicate. That's B.J. Ojolari. He's wearing number 18 for the Cardinals. It's not because he's an A.J. Green fan. But if you look at who the Cardinals drafted, as I mentioned, like Garrett Williams has CB1 potential in him. He probably would have gone in the first round if he didn't get injured last year. Paris Johnson Jr., the Cardinals traded back up to get him because he would have been gone at 12. 
if they would have stuck at 12 when Houston traded up to draft Will Anderson. Michael Wilson, big outside receiver. Michael Floydy. But if Michael Wilson's the guy, could save the Cardinals a draft pick next year. John Gaines out of out of UCLA. If he becomes a guy, Cardinals will have to draft a center next year. And they can allocate those myriad high draft picks on other positions to either strengthen, add depth to, or anything in between. And that is the second most important thing that Jonathan Gannon needs to do in 2023. Find stars. And it could be little things. Again, win-loss isn't going to matter next year. Think of the Detroit Lions. I talk about this a lot. Do not do not look at a successful season for the Cardinals next season in the win-loss record. And this includes, oh, I hope the Cardinals go 0-17 so they get the number one overall pick. Sure. Fine. If, if you want to think like that, that's great. And that's fine. And there are some elements to that, especially if they start 2-9. and nine, And Kyler Murray, it's just like, we can talk about that later. But the success of the 2023 season is going to be centralized around culture shifting, infrastructure strengthening, Jonathan Gannon becoming a better head coach every day, and these young players showing what their potential is to be stars at Pro Bowl levels. Because again, everybody they drafted in the first three rounds, and if you want to throw John Gaines in at the end in the fourth round, you can. They all have Pro Bowl potential with the boxes they've checked in college. And again, if they can develop those players and save them draft picks for those positions in 2024 to find you know, the leader in whatever position it may be, they can draft for depth and not for need. And that's something that the Cardinals haven't really been able to do as of late. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. The third, another honorable mention of a most important thing that Jonathan Gannon must do in 2023. I'll wrap it up next. Locked on Cardinals. Alex Lancey here. Excuse my absence for the last couple of days. I'm back. And I am here. And you are watching <laughs> or listening. I don't know where I was going there. Um, yeah. Send me DMs on Twitter if you want content questions i'm again i've got a laundry list i can talk about stuff all day but i would you know if you want to chat if there's something interesting you want to talk about one my opinion i want me to discuss happy 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 to do it dm me at clancy's corner on twitter you know we need to follow i'm not doing it for follows i'm doing it to interact with you a little bit more because we are a family here damn it whether you like it or not everydayers thank you if this is your first listen thank you hang on for a while the third most important thing that Jonathan Gannon must do in 2023 in an effort to usher in success immediately, even though it's not tied to win-loss in 2023 and beyond, this is kind of a, a nuanced one because it's like 3A and 3B because there's two different ways that it could go. I could say figure out if Kyler Murray is the quarterback for the future. That's dumb. That's not it. This is what it is. It's build a strong and trusting relationship with Kyler Murray. That's it. 
build it. If he comes back and doesn't play that well, he comes back and he plays four games, whatever it may be, you can worry about that later. Figure that out later. There is so much riding on the trust between a head coach and a quarterback. And I think that's obvious. Not everybody's going to have that Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes love. It's just not. You can't compare it. Kyler Murray, his biggest cheerleader should be Jonathan Gannon. And what I mean by that is, even though Jonathan Gannon's not an offensive guy, Drew Petsy will take over. He coached quarterbacks, I believe, in Cleveland. Like, that's that's his wheelhouse. It doesn't matter. Bill Belichick wasn't an offensive guy. You know, I mean, I know that comparing Bill Belichick to anybody is a fool's errand, but the relationship between a head coach and a quarterback is everything. When you have a quarterback yelling, shut the F up to the head coach on the sideline, that's not a relationship. It's a situationship. I learned that. I learned what a situationship is. I did. I did that for you. I didn't. I stumbled upon it. I had no idea. And that's not to say that Kyler Murray was in the wrong. That's not to say that Cliff was in the wrong. It's just not the relationship you want. Now, if they are 13 and one and there was a timeout because they're up, you know, 10 points with a minute and a half left and they didn't want to burn a timeout there because they couldn't get the plan. Okay. Champagne problems. But in a season like last season, when something like that happens, that is toxicity. That is something that needs to be squashed and to be built organically. It's going to take some time. But oddly enough, and I'll leave you with this. I don't want to pretzel your brain too much at the end of this show on a Monday. We've got plenty of the week left for that. Kyler Murray being hurt maybe the best thing for Jonathan Gannon in his relationship as the Cardinals start on this journey together. Imagine that. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. I'll talk to you tomorrow.